Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to listen to the best music podcast ever? ever. Available on six platforms: Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Store, Spotify, and more. You're listening to the Win Words Fail Music Speaks podcast with James Cox and Blake Mosley. Everybody, welcome to episode 24, 23. I don't know. I forget. Uh, <laughs> welcome to uh, our last and final episode of this of this 2020 year. It's been a long time coming, but it's about to be over. And this is our second episode, our Christmas episode. And I am your host, a handicapped host, James Cox. And on the other end of the spectrum, all the way over in, in the North Pole, is Blake Mosley, the the baddest man in the land and my favorite co-host ever. How you doing, buddy? Dude, I'm living the dream. Uh, this is actually episode 27. All right. Uh, man, I, I, so, it, it, man, it's coming from, from a long time, man, because I, I remember us being being in episode 7, and I'm like, this ain't going anywhere, but, but it did, you know? Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been fun, man. This is a... Uh, this is a, a fun time for me. I love to talk about music yeah. and I love podcasting and, um, you know, I've been, I've been at the, in the podcast scene for two years now. And, uh, me and Brian are kind of taking a break from not religious for the moment. Just, uh, uh, it's just, it's just a busy time of year for both of us. So it's hard to yeah. pinpoint a time to do these. So I'm thankful that I'm still podcasting. Uh, and talking about one of my favorite things being music. So uh, this has been this has been a lot of fun. There you go. I love connecting with uh, with people like at the the Indie Pod Summit. Uh, yes, that was that was yes. so fun. Yeah, we um, gotta give a big shout out to them. Yeah, for real. Yeah. So. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's Christmas is almost here. Yes, in four days, it. four days, sir. Yeah. So, yeah. so so what is all your shopping done? Yeah. Uh, just about i got a shop from my dad and that's it i yeah. sent my my christmas gift to my sister's family in richmond and i bought my mom a gift and it wrapped here yesterday so i'm gonna give that to her when they come see me thursday uh you know obviously we can't go anywhere because of this covid is still out there uh yeah. so they're coming over for just a few hours you know bringing my yeah. gifts and just watch me open gifts I'll give my gifts to them and then they're out, you know, so, you yeah. know, so, uh, yeah, but this, uh, year has been really rough for the most part, you know, talking about COVID and all, yeah. uh, so hopefully next year will be a lot better. Um, but yeah, so, oh, speaking of, uh, speaking of holidays, so you went to, uh, Disney World on a holiday or for your holiday break, right? Yeah. How was um, that? We just got back from our uh, week-long vacation uh, at Disney World. Mm. Um, we're, we're such big Disney fans <laughs> in general and, and Star Wars fans. And uh, 
you know, for those of you who watched The Mandalorian, holy crap, what a, what a season finale. I need uh, to watch that because I, man, I haven't seen the, well, I have, you'll, 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 you'll be disappointed in me, man, because I watched the first, like, the first few episodes of season one. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I don't Not know. Not for you. No. Well, okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's okay. it was for me, but then again, like, I'm, a, I'm like office fanatic. And yeah. I watched the office over and over and over again. I just, I, yeah. I, I just can't get enough of it. But I will. But I will watch uh, watch uh, Mandalorian because I do have the Disney Plus app. So it's so if you're a, if you're a fan of the original trilogy, mm-hmm. it's satisfying. Okay, Mandalorian is so satisfying. If you're a fan of the original trilogy and if you're a fan of the Clone Wars, which I did not watch the Clone Wars whenever <clears throat> I was growing up. Um, I think it was a Cartoon Network show. Right. Uh, I did not watch the Clone Wars just because I, I wasn't watching a whole lot of Cartoon Network at that time. I wasn't a big Star Wars fan at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it. I think whenever Clone Wars was out, I had never even seen the original trilogy. The only thing I'd ever seen was uh, the prequel uh, movies, and I was okay with those. I thought they were good. I know like people are very divided on that. Yeah. Um, I'm not one of those people. I find I can I can find and appreciate any Star Wars show, video game, movie, whatever. Like I find and appreciate things that I that I that I like and I think are essential to the story. And that's another thing about Star Wars too is everything is canon almost, except for the Lego Star Wars stuff. But like right, every right. book, every comic book, every video game, all of it is canon. So it's a lot to try to process and remember when the timelines take place or whatever. But what I love about Mandalorian is it's, it's set in the star Wars universe. Mm -hmm. It's Canon. It's tied into the original trilogy. It's tied into the clone wars. And it's, it's satisfying. Yeah. And and I feel like it's satisfying for people that even don't really care for star Wars that much, but they think baby Yoda is cute. Um, or as I've put it too, like, it's it's cool because it is a western in space. You yeah, know, yeah. He's a he's a bounty hunter, and it, it's very much it feels like a western, um, which I just think is so cool. He's got different missions for every episode, but all the episodes are still tied together, and it's important to keep up with what's happening. Um, you you grow with the character. You get an attach an emotional attachment to certain characters. Um, and uh, it's just a. I think the show is being handled really well right now, so I'm excited to see where they go from here. Um, but all that being said, we went to start. We went to, to <laughs> Disney World last week, and uh, just like had a blast in Galaxy's Edge. We went to Ogus oh, Cantina. Wait a minute. Got, wait, 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 wait. I got. I, I got to ask you this before you move on. Did you sure. obtain a Star Wars lightsaber? No, because it's no. so expensive. But yeah, because uh, in like two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, something. I think yeah. it's I think it's like one hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, it's like oh my god, dude. But uh, I mean, the experience would be so wild for you to do that, you know. Well, I've watched videos of how they what they do, and yeah. I've seen people in line to do it, and I see people carrying around the cases with the lightsabers. I'm like, man, <laughs> that would be so awesome. But like, it's you know, you select the stone that you right. and it's just you customize that. Oh man, just everything about that seems so cool. Yeah. And even the building your own droid thing, I want to do that too. But those things are very expensive. You build your own droid. 
yeah, you can build your own droid, and like it comes with a, like a little remote control, and you can what? drive your droid. Out. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, okay, that's awesome. But yeah. I, that must have been new because because the uh, the time that my sister told me about it, you uh, you could only build your own uh, um, saber, so that's all you can yeah. do. So I guess yeah, I guess building your own droid, it's like 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 a brand new thing now. Yeah. So there's there's a I don't even know where the the where it was at to where you could do that, but it was cool because like you could see people that had done it and then they're like using the little remote control and they're kind of driving their droid around and you can select the colors that you want. It's just, it's the whole experience. If you're going for that is like so immersive and it just makes you feel like you're in the movies or whatever. And uh, Disney did a great job with that. Uh, every time we go, every time we ride rise of the resistance, mm. It's it's just like blows my mind. I don't know how they do some of the things they do. I don't want to know because it <laughs> takes away the, the yeah. fun, right? You know, but it's just like uh, the whole experience was great. Mm. Um, we love Disney World in general. We love riding rides. We love the food there. So, um, so while I'm geek, we're both well, we were both geeking out over the Star Wars stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. We went. Allie's favorite movie whenever she was a kid was uh, Beauty and the Beast. So oh, we went. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Be Our Guest restaurant and had like a really nice three-course meal um, and uh, she loved it, you know, just sitting in the castle and just looking around at how everything was done it's just, it's it's fun to like tune out from the adult world how hectic things are right now Right. feel like a kid again mm. and uh, we love that so that's why we, that's why we love going and this is the first time we've ever been for a full week, but I can tell you this, I am so tired and I am so <laughs> from all the food we ate, yeah. all the walking we did, my ankle is killing me. Um, we actually now, came back day early because we were like, this is a lot more than we anticipated. So right. I think we got our fill. Let's go home early. So, And not only that, you told me that you're broke now, so you got to make more money to go Disney back next broke. year. You know? <laughs> so. We are Disney broke. It is a royal. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, yeah, but we were I, like, God, so I, much money, so much food. But I will tell you this. I, I stalked you on your Snapchat, and it seems like you and, and, and Ellie have really had a fun time because every day you, you, you snap something, and I'm like, oh, man, I wish I was there. But it's Yeah, so I, I like doing that. Um, it helps, like, people that want to kind of keep up with what we were doing. It helps right, them right. feel uh feel like they were there almost you know yeah. like my mom appreciates that kind of stuff she likes to see kind of what's going on what what we're doing so you know my, my mom was kind of up to date on that um other friends of ours who are disney fans and like fans of going to the parks and stuff love i love seeing whenever people post stuff about it and like what they're doing what rides they're riding so i yeah I, and and it like helps because i can go back and save all those pictures you know after the day right you know it's like I put all that on Snapchat and then I just saved it all at the end of the day while we're, you know, in the hotel and we're, we're done for the day. Um, but yeah, if, if anyone is like thinking about going, yes, it's a little pricey, but holy crap, the experience you have, especially if you are big fans of certain franchises, right? Marvel, uh, uh, Star Wars, whatever. It's just, it's so, they, Disney knows how to appeal to the kids, yes. but they also know how to deal and appeal to the adults who grew up with these properties and uh, just make it a fun experience for everybody. 
Yeah. Um, question for you, sir. Yeah. Have you heard of Small Town Titans? The band Small Town I Titans. I, have, I think I have heard of them. I, I don't know if I could name any songs by them, but it seems like that I have heard that name before. Okay, so I found out about them yesterday, and I did a reaction video coming out today at 12 o'clock, y'all, so be, you okay. know, be on the lookout nice. for it. But they did an awesome and amazing cover of You're a Mean One, Miss Grinch. Cool. Uh, I, I, I'm not very familiar here with Small Town Titans, but the lead singer sounds exactly like Thorold Raven, Ravencroft, the guy who sang the original um, Mean One, Mr. Grinch. Yeah. Um, he has a name? very he has a very low sounding voice, and it sounds eerie as, as anything. Yeah. So I think you'll like it though. It's it, it's a three piece band, and I think they did some, some more covers of Christmas songs, but I'm not sure which ones. All I found was Your Mean One, Mr. Grinch. Yeah, and the other best version of that song is um is from um, uh, Greg, uh, Gary Hoey, Hoey from the Ho Ho Hoey soundtrack or album that yeah. he did that, that that I that we mentioned um, last week, but that yeah. was the instrumental. But uh, yeah, it's it's a very good, um, Small Town Titans does a very good cover. So make sure you go to that video I posted up. Today at twelve o'clock, and give me a, give us a uh, you know give us some more stuff to review, you know. Absolutely. Uh, so one last thing about Christmas. Uh, what the, what does Mr. Rosalie want for Christmas, or, or or is asking for Christmas? Oh man, um, I can tell you one thing, one big thing that I really want. So yeah. my so my record player has been skipping. I don't know if it's a needle or something. But it, skipping on like brand new albums that I just unwrapped, so Uh-oh. I asked for a new a new record player, and it's awesome. It's like one of those like like the nineteen fifty fifty models, you know, where do, where you open it up from the top and stuff. I think it was uh, so, so, sort of like the one you, that that you sold, you know. Yeah. So so I'm really yeah, looking we're, forward to we're that. Still one. looking to to get one to replace the one that we sold. Yeah. Because we've been getting records and we don't have anything to listen to them on. <laughs> right. Um, right. I would also like to get to the point where in Allie's office, where some of you may have seen where I've done uh, some interviews. Yeah. Um, I'd like to get all our records hung up in there just as part of the decoration. Uh, just think that would be a nice two-in-one thing. But uh, we need to get a record player. We need to find somewhere to put the record player. Um, so I oh so I, so I will tell you if uh, you haven't seen my well well I'm sure you watch all my interviews, but there's there's a company called RecordRoots.com that gives you like like these eight 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 by um four four, four by four panels and the wall, wall hanging, and you can actually hang your albums right like 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 right there, you know. Really? Yeah. Um, each panel has like eight eight slots for eight records. And if you buy like, and if you buy like two or three of them and send them side by side, you have like a whole wall of them. They're great. Cool. They are on the expensive side though, I would say, but they're totally worth it. I, but I, worth it. I yeah. mean, if you want to, you know, decorate your room with like records and stuff, which I did because music related and I love music, so yeah. Yeah. So that'd be good. I think I think as far as what I would like for Christmas, uh, I would like to be out of debt. Out of Disney debt, right? It, out of just out of debt in general. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're gonna have some things that we've we've got to continually pay on. We, we're not gonna be able to pay off. You know, there's some things we want to get wrapped up. Uh, 
I I would love to get the drum shed started. I I have such yes, I really want to hear you play, dude. Playing drums again. Yeah. I want to make drum covers. I want to. I really want to go all out with that. And it's it's gonna take probably gonna take some time and some money to get that fixed. But I, that's that's not a priority right now. So yes, I would love to be out of debt for Christmas so I can move on to new. <laughs> well, I, well, I think that's everybody's dream is to get out of debt. You know, once or twice. Really, man. Okay, so uh, since it's Christmas in four days, can you believe that, man? Four days. Holy crap. So there are Christmas songs. Right, yeah. So there are Christmas songs that you might think that are related to Christmas but are not. Um, Shocking. (laughs) You want to explain how how you found out about this and why you wanted to um, uh, relate it to our listeners today? Yeah, the – so there's – there's several Christmas songs that we sing. I found lists that were much larger yeah. than the one that we're covering today. But uh, I, it's it's astounding to me how many quote unquote Christmas songs that we associate with this holiday that are actually not Christmas songs at all. They don't even mention Christmas. Um, and then one, there's one in particular, and we'll save it for the end of the episode because it's pro- to me. I feel like this is. It is the most popular Christmas song, uh-huh. and it's not even about Christmas at all. In fact, it's about another holiday, uh, and uh, I just think it's hilarious. Um, really? But I, I love finding lists like this. You know, you come across lists that was like, 10 things you didn't know about so-and-so, or things right. that will blow your mind, and most of it's clickbait. And it's just like, <laughs> right. oh. yeah. yeah. But uh, the, these are fun. I love to – because it, it's just a nice – topic to bring up you know if you're at a christmas party and it's kind of stale or whatever and someone's playing christmas music and be like hey you know this really isn't a christmas song you can play this whenever you want to yeah. and uh and it's always good to learn something every day you know because i feel because i feel like if you learn something every day you're always up to date <laughs> yeah you know? for real. Yeah. That, that's that's what it is and that's yeah. that's i enjoy finding articles like this or youtube videos that kind of break the, the stuff down and um i like learning about things like this things just like useless information basically uh, is what i like to yeah yeah, (laughs) i'm a i'm a i'm a i'm a sucker for useless information you know because one day that that information might help so it Uh, might yeah if you don't mind i would like to take this first one go ahead so i know everybody has heard of frosty the snowman right Okay. Absolutely not. What is that? <laughs> uh, that's, okay, so that's a song about Frosty and he's a snowman, right? Um, Interesting. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> so this song was sung by like Jimmy Durante in, I think, 1950-something. I'm not sure exactly about the date, but uh, but it says, You may be surprised, but none of the lyrics of Frosty's a snowman mention Christmas or any other holiday. This song is strictly about winter, magic, and enjoying the snow. The popular Raskin-based TV special, Frosty the Snowman, tried to remedy this problem by setting its story around Christmas and giving Santa Claus a minor role. It's interesting how Frosty has become a major part of America's Christmas mythology, despite having as much to do with the holiday as the Easter Bunny. Uh... Yeah, I remember the, the actual TV special Frosty the Summit, and I and I thought, I mean, for, for you know, you know, what years are now, and, I, and I'm almost over. I I always thought that this was a uh, a uh, Christmas special, a Christmas song, until Blake ruined my childhood. 
Oh, thank you, Blake. <laughs> we're going to ruin so many childhoods. Yeah, we yeah. are. We're, we're, just, just to say, I, I hear you can't sue us because we don't have any money. Blake's broke. I'm broke. So you can't get any money, <laughs> yeah. you know. All you get is, like, a C4 drink and, like, you know, some, like, Starburst or something. Sorry. So, yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, so the premise is the uh, 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 of the... Uh, of the uh, TV special is uh, these kids who made a snowman, and I think they found a magic hat by from someone who did something bad or something. Yeah, so, so there's the 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 magician. Yeah, uh, his his uh, his hat, right? Magic bunny, like escapes from him, and he's got the hat and puts it on the snowman, and yeah. Frosty comes to life. Yeah, and every time. Uh, they put the hat on the Frosty. Frosty says, "Happy birthday!" Happy birthday! And I don't know why. That's that's kind of strange, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, he's got dementia, like crazy. Right, but but they write the the song never mentions Christmas or any other holiday. No. So not at all. Yeah, and so that's kind of weird. What but, they decided to do you know, with the Rankin Bass special was like, okay, well, it's associated with Christmas. I guess we need to try to fit in Santa Claus. I mean, it's easy enough that you can center it around Christmas just because of the snow. Right. But yeah, like it's yeah. just, it was an effort by the uh, producers to go ahead and just cement its history and lore right. around Christmas time, even though the original song has nothing to do with Christmas or Santa Claus. Yeah. It's just about a magic hat. Yeah, because they were okay. So Santa Claus does have a minor role, but every time you saw Santa, like, okay, this is a Christmas song, you know, like I, I yeah, can get down with it, you know. Just a just a dash, just enough that right. it's like, okay, that's good, that's good, that's all we need. We it's it's Christmas now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. What well, would you like me to take on this next one? Yes, please. Uh. So let it snow. By the way, this all comes from CheatSheet.com. Uh, so Let It Snow is a charming little song about a couple keeping each other warm by the fireplace as it snows outside. It's certainly a lovely song, but there's nothing yuletide about it. In fact, there's a good chance whatever that couple are doing by the fireplace isn't in line with the religious nature of the holiday. Oh, man. Um, it's, it's true. Now that you think back on the lyrics, it does seem a little... Uh, Romantic, yeah, maybe a little too romantic for those younger ears. Um, but oddly enough, Let It Snow succumbed to uh, to Frosty Syndrome. The song lent its title to a popular Netflix Christmas, uh, Christmas movie, despite its lack of a holiday theme. This might be enough for to forever associate it with Christmas in the minds of a younger generation that might have otherwise noticed how little it has to do with the season. Think back on the lyrics for Let It Snow. There's no mentions of any Christmas time, Santa Claus, anything like that. Um, it's about cuddling up with your loved one around the uh, the fire um, in the meadow. We can build a snowman. Mm. Like it's, it's so it's it's just it's crazy to me because I believe that this was one of my I think this was my grandma's one of her definitely one of her favorite quote unquote Christmas songs and really has nothing to do with that at all yeah but i'm trying to think of like i mean they they, they, they do mention a snowman in there right and the man we can yeah. yeah we can build a snowman yeah but isn't that christmas like kind of because it's well, really I, just a winter song just yeah. a song about winter time. 
but well, see know, that it, makes it, sense because I mean, Dean Martin sang that song originally, and so he was very, um, uh, like, I, I, I guess he was, um, what I, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. It's uh, it cuddling by the fireplace, right? So Dean Martin was was a very um, uh, romantic. Singer, I guess he's, he's, oh, he was a, he was a stud, man. Yeah, like, man. He, he, the he, ladies were falling out for yeah, for yeah. Him. So I, I mean, it makes sense that like, he sang this song, and it's not about Christmas; it's about um, cuddling up with your with your um, significant other. And it's Dean Martin for for all, you know. I mean, yeah. You know. Oh yeah, like the ladies were loving that. Oh yeah, yeah, big time, big time. But it's uh, you know, it's it's still a great song. But what happens with some of these things is it may get associated with Christmas around that time just because of the season, right? the snow, whatever it is. But whenever people like Dean Martin or Andy Williams or any of those guys get a hold of that, uh, it just, it gets Christmas-ified. It is now. It is now. Christmas-ified. Or, and then, and then like, it is it is forever cemented in that whenever Michael Bublé covers it on any of his Christmas albums. So once Bublé gets a hold of it and it's on a Christmas album, you can forget about it ever being associated with anything else other than Christmas. Right. Because uh, he emerges from his cave around November 1st and he slowly starts putting out uh, Christmas music and consuming uh, the airwaves for sure. Right. The radio stations love some Michael Bublé. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because he sang, he sings our next song, which is Winter Winterland. Which, yeah. Which was done by Richard B. Smith. Actually, he, he wrote the song. Uh, Felix Bernard wrote that song in 1934. Uh, Winter Winterland. Frosty the Snowman became a Christian song only because it mentioned the snowman in our hearts. Let It Snow became a Christian song because it mentions a couple enjoying winter weather. Winter Winter Wonderland seems to have become a Christmas song because it mentions the snowman and a couple enjoying winter weather. But uh, okay, just because the couple in Winter Wonderland are enjoying the snow does not mean their experience has anything to do with Christmas, which is uh, you know oddly true. Uh, maybe the couple in the song are celebrating a cozy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, or. Uh, Neo pagan winter solstice. <laughs> wow, dude. Okay. Or maybe this song uh, is set during a wintry April. Or, on the other hand, the, the Eurythmics version of this song is 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 so beautiful that that if Christmas is execute to play on the radio, then so be it. And I it love so the good. and yeah, and it I love so the, re, re, the 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 re, re, the the Eurythmics, um, with, with, um, uh, yeah, they, they did some amazing songs and I agree yeah. with them that, uh, their, their song of winter Wonderland is truly amazing. Um, yeah. but they're right. You know, I mean, I mean, it could be some, some cities have different times and time zones and, uh, uh, they, it snows like throughout the year for, you know, like Chicago and stuff. So I agree that I mean they they could be uh, enjoying uh, winter solstice I guess if you celebrate paganism yeah. uh, or Kwanzaa or Hanukkah but uh, Hanukkah and uh, Kwanzaa are you are usually in the uh, in the December area right right yeah. Yeah. yeah 
Yeah, and I'm looking at Apple Music now too for like other you know versions that are on Apple Music yeah. uh, that you can check out. Bing Crosby, uh, Megan Trainer, yeah, um, Aretha Franklin, uh, Pentatonix, Amy Grant, uh, Dean Martin, um, Johnny Mathis, which I will say I don't like the Johnny Mathis version. And that's the one that I hear on the radio probably more commonly than any of the other ones. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you why. There's something about the part that's kind of like different where it slows way down and like you can hear the wind blowing or whatever. And it, it's it's like the verses change up a little bit. I've heard it done in other versions, but it's, it's just not the most common one. Mm. But the way that he sings together... Like that part for some reason bothers me <laughs> right, so bad, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I just it just I, sounds creepy, doesn't it? It just makes me it makes me uncomfortable. It gives me the heebie-jeebies, yeah. and I'm not a fan. Uh, but oddly enough, one of the things that popped up on Apple Music when I searched for that song uh, from Pitch Perfect Two, uh, there is a Winter Wonderland and Here Comes Santa Claus mashup by Snoop Dogg and Anna Kendrick. So yeah, interesting. Snoop. Please check that one out. Yeah, I, 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 Snoop Dogg, you know, how, how awesome is that? You know, sing Christmas carols. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, winner, winner. Yeah. Also, big shout out to my older cousin, Billy, who ruined my my childhood with that song whenever he would sing Walking Around in Women's Underwear uh, thank instead you. of Winter Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. What, so um, now every time I hear that song, you see an image just, of him walking around. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so the next song is kind of weird because I don't, I never thought it was Christmas, but they people say it is for some reason. Yes. So I'm gonna let you explain it. Yeah, let me. There it is. Um. So yeah, uh, my favorite things, and if you're not familiar with that one, just by that song title. Uh, you'll hear you hear a clip of it here in just a second, yeah. but uh, um, it's from the Sound of Music, so it's not even from a Christmas movie. It's from the Sound of Music, so uh, the Sound of Music is certainly family friendly enough and sentimental enough to fit with Christmas. However, my favorite things has nothing to do with the holiday. Rather, it's a song about Maria Kachera uh, uses to cook. I'm probably butchering that last name. I've only seen Sound of Music once. Allie is a huge fan of the sound of music, so she's probably like, "Oh my God, yeah. you didn't even say it right." You're gonna uh, but, uh, do like a like a yep. sound of music marathon later on tonight, buddy. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's really but good. She uses to comfort. Uh, she uses that song to comfort the Von Trapp children during a storm. So, how exactly did my favorite things become a Christmas standard? The answer says a lot about Christmas. My favorite things is just a song about enjoying stuff like mittens and kittens. It captures the joy of receiving presents better than any other song, so it becomes a Christmas song by default. So that's strictly about just material things, um, but it's 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 not a Christmas song. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I always which, thought which it was does weird. which does make sense because you get stuff from other people that you cherish and and like you know hold hold dear to your heart, so that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so if you want to look at it from that side, which is way more optimistic than where <laughs> I was going, so thank you. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's it's not a Christmas song. Um, it's not even in a Christmas movie. So that never made sense to me, but I always heard it on Pandora, on other radio stations. 
people covering it. Um, but the, 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 the cool thing about, so I'm bringing Disney back up. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, uh, on the rock and roller coaster, mm-hmm. the Aerosmith ride at Disney world, um, during the month of December, during this Christmas season, they have all these like rock covers of songs that are playing. Ooh. And while we're in line for the ride, there was a cover of that song that was playing. And I was like, yeah, I just always forget that that's associated with Christmas, even though it has nothing to do with it. I never thought it was, to be honest. Yeah. I've always thought it was, uh, you know, Julie Andrews just t- talking about her favorite things. Yeah. And oddly enough, I, I remember her running around the field singing that song, but apparently it's not. Apparently it's, some, it's during some storm or something. You got to remind yeah, me Yeah, there's like a big storm that's going on. The kids are kind of freaking out. Okay. And uh, no, the, I think the one you're thinking of is the the other classic yeah. from the sound of music. Which uh, escapes my mind right now. So... <laughs> A year, a female yeah, year. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I gotta watch that movie again. That, that yeah, movie is so great. I mean, it's good. It's a good movie. Yeah. Um, Allie's gonna kill me because I messed up the last yeah. name. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I've only seen the movie once. She loves it. She loves musicals. Um, I'm getting more into musicals uh, as I as I grow as a human being. Um, but yeah. Um, so I will take this last one here yes please um i've got another article this was not featured in the article um oddly enough because this is the most to me i realized that this song is probably the most christmas christmasy song and it Uh, really surprised me when you told me before we started recording yeah so this comes from this actually comes from ripley's.com ripley's believe it or not so Jingle Bells is not a Christmas song what? at all, not at all. Mm. So you can forget everything you thought about Christmas music. Jingle Bells, you can wipe it out of your memory. In fact, it's a Thanksgiving song. Um, I think it. I think it says that somewhere in this article here. But that is that is what I heard uh, a few years ago. I, I someone told me that that it's it's really not Christmas at all. It's more of a Thanksgiving song. So. Mm. We're playing it for the long holiday. Um, but one of the most, this again, this comes from Ripley's.com. One of the most popular Christmas songs of all time is certainly Jingle Bells by James Lord Pierpont, uh, which was published in the fall of 1857. So it's been around for quite some time. Whenever the song plays in a crowded mall or pops up on your radio in December, it conjures images of sleigh rides, snow, and excitement for one of the year's biggest holidays. In fact... It was even the first song broadcasted from space on December 16th, 1965, if you believe we actually went there, wow. uh, by, ast- by two astronauts before playing the song announced, we have an object, looks like a satellite going from north to south. I see a command module and eight smaller modules in front. The pilot is wearing a red suit. That's fun. Yeah. They're having fun with it. Um, but would you believe us if we said that despite the many strange aspects of the song's origin, we at least know it wasn't originally intended to be a Christmas song? So whether you're choosing to sing the well-known version of Jingle Bells, which is, you know, dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh, over the, hero, the fields we go laughing all the way, bells on bobtails ring, making spirits bright, oh, what fun it is to ride and sing a sleighing song tonight. Or... 
its jazzy chorus, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way, oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Um, also, I love the jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg. Um, are you familiar with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can hear me laughing, so I... Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, and I'm, I'm pausing on this article real quick just to ask this question. So, the Batman one... Isn't it, uh, okay, so well, hold on, wait, isn't it like Jingle Bells, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg, uh, Batmobile got a will, and Joker went away or something like that? That was how or, I always knew yeah, it. It was yeah. Jingle Bells, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg... The Batmobile lost a wheel and Joker got away. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. I've heard, so we were watching Boy Meets World one time, and there was, it was one of the early episodes, and it was a Christmas episode, and they're sitting around a piano, and they're singing that song, um, and the little, the youngest sister, Morgan, um, was singing that, and she said something about the commissioner hit his head or broke his leg or something like that, and I was like, what is this travesty? She don't even know the song. What an idiot. Right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> that's <laughs> really it, mean to say small yeah. child, but um, anyway. Uh, so, uh, or if you even remember the lesser known second through fourth verses, which a lot of people don't, uh, you might be surprised to realize that there is absolutely no mention of Christmas, the holidays, gifts, or even the month of December anywhere in the song. In fact, some historians connect, here we go, connect the tune with Thanksgiving rather than Christmas, but generally there is no mention of when the song is taking place other than that it is wintertime. So we need to talk about the writer of Jingle Bells. You can't talk about Jingle Bells without giving a nod to the person who wrote it. That would be James Lord Pierpont, Pierpont uh, who lived from 1822 to 1893. Um, he was a man of many contradictions, and the story of his composition uh, of this popular song is as well. Technically, he copyrighted the song while living in Savannah, Georgia, but because he grew up in Medford, Massachusetts, where sleigh rides and races would have been much more common during the winter months, both towns lay claim to the song. Medford's government has even insisted it was written at a town bar called Simpson Tavern. Uh, this origin does sound plausible, as Jingle Bells was a popular drinking song for years, to which people would jingle the ice cubes in their glasses while uh, while indulging themselves. Mm. <laughs> uh, so, still, the reason many people uh, believe the song was actually written for Thanksgiving is that Pierpont was rumored to have penned it for his uh, father's Sunday school class for their Thanksgiving church service. Pierpont's father was a uh, Unitarian pastor, um, and later, Pierpont himself followed his brother to his own church in Savannah, where the former became its musical director. But despite the Pierpont's strong church ties, some say the lyrics of Jingle Bells would have been a bit racy for a church service, mentioning activities like racing fast sleighs, ooh, mm. cuddling with pretty girls, and offering the advice to go at it while you're young. Hello. <laughs> um, so what's the deal with this song anyway? Uh, though it is, uh, th excuse me, um, through all this muddled history, it can be hard to determine what the song's true location or concept or, of origin was. However, it does seem clear that it was actually a song about racing slaves and dating girls rather than uh, celebrating Christmas. The former was was, excuse me, the former was a popular hobby at the time. Uh, this, at the time, the song was written, and both concepts might as well have been too spicy for a Sunday school choir. Mm -hmm. Yet, it is possible the song's jubilant tune might have somewhat disguised its meaning. Uh, 
uh, than it than it does now. The sad fact is, Pierpont didn't Pierpont didn't make much money off of the song. Can you believe that? Which he copyrighted in 1857, even though his son renewed the copyright before his death and didn't become popular until long after. Mm. So. Why do we sing it every year in December? Probably because Bing Crosby and the Andrews sisters made it extremely popular when they recorded it in the 1943, uh, excuse me, in 1943, forever linking it with Christmas. And it is very good. That is a very good version of Jingle Bells. And oh, yeah. I would say that's probably the best version ever. That ought to do with it. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, maybe it's just because of how jazzy it sounds and it just it finally appealed to people maybe it just didn't have that zing that it needed and Bing Crosby old blue eyes came in and just sealed the deal on it um yeah but in that in that strange it's more of a thanksgiving song than anything else yeah and uh, but there's so many there's so many verses to that song that people don't even know like we get we get through part of it and that's it mm-hmm. but it's got like the odd you know like that old way of speaking and uh, some of the verses just don't even make any sense and uh, I listened to a whole podcast episode about the unknown verses of Jingle Bells and they had a grammar expert on there trying to explain like what does this mean just because it didn't make any sense I made a whole episode about that it's called uh, Can't Wait for Christmas it's a great podcast if you're a Christmas fan does an episode once a month uh, on the 25th of every month kind of counting down until Christmas and uh, really cool, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Now I okay, so I hate to be I I I, I hate to correct you, but uh, but the Frank Sinatra was old blue eyes, and he did do a cover oh, of yeah. Jingle Bells. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's I'm, right. I know my friends were like, you knew you didn't correct them, James. <laughs> like no more. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but uh, Frank Sinatra did cover Jingle Bells, and I think that's that's an, another amazing amazing cover. Um, yeah, I like that one. But. But this song has been covered by countless, countless people in in the past. Um, I mean, I mean, okay, so uh, Bing Crosby and the Andrews sisters covered it in 1945. Uh, here are some other people that covered the song: uh, Barbara Streisand, Dolly Parton, Natalie Cole, uh, Michael Bobo, and the Penelope sisters, or something like that. Uh, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles covered it too. So, nice. You have all these, all these uh, uh, wonderful covers of it, and uh, yeah, it's pretty sad that he didn't get his royalties until like after he died, you know, after the or- yeah. original writer, you know. Yeah. And odd, oddly enough, there it seems to be that Jingle Bells is like just a nice little tag to throw in at the end of different Christmas songs. Um, uh, that same podcast, I actually we were just I just talked about. Can't wait for Christmas. Did a whole episode on. Nat King Cole and Nat King Cole's yes. Christmas songs yes. and uh, including the Christmas song, which is just so good. Right. Um, but at the end of the Christmas song by Nat King Cole, you can hear the guitar kind of do that, that jingle bells riff. And then uh, also on the drifters uh, version of white Christmas, um, at the very end of it, you know, they do that real fast, like jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. <laughs> and I'm yeah. butchering it, but yeah. you know, it's just it's it's so associated with Christmas that it, that's happened multiple times. People just 
throw it in, they tag it in there, just a, just a, a little nod to that, and it's got nothing to do with it. I just think it's so interesting. Right. Um, now, there's one cover of the song that I really, really is sentimental to me. Um, Dolly Parton covered it in 1990, and I don't think it's Christmas until I hear that song from Dolly Parton. Um, yeah. Because that also reminds me of like, coming down for Christmas every every year to back, back to something when we were moving in and out of our, you know, because my dad was military. Yeah. So that song really resonated to me, you know, being home, being home, home with good family, good company. So Dolly Parton did a really, really good country pop uh, twist to that uh, song. So, yeah, yeah. Old Dolly. She's got a she's got a Netflix special that we haven't watched yet, but hopefully sometime this week we'll have enough time to yeah. to sit down and watch yeah, it. Uh, I love I love Dolly Parton, dude. Yeah, I think she's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Um, I have seen her, uh, like in a parade before. Oh wow. Um, and uh, yeah, so on my senior trip, uh, when I graduated high school, we went to Dollywood, mm-hmm. um, just because we we wanted to go to a theme park of some kind. Disney World was too expensive, Universal Studios was too expensive. Uh, <laughs> it was cheaper to go to Dollywood, and you know what? We had such a fun time. Like we went, we didn't go to Dollywood every day, but just Pigeon Forge in general, just just a fun place to be. So, uh, but we went to Dollywood and it happened to be like the 30th anniversary of Dollywood, I believe. Ooh. And yeah, it was like perfect timing. Yeah. So they had a parade. Dolly comes riding through the parade. Billy Ray Cyrus was with her. Miley Cyrus was with her. Did, uh, did they sing cool. Rick Hart? <laughs> uh, no. And this, is, this is, and this is before Miley kind of got crazy and like oh, yeah. cut her hair off oh, yeah. and kind of went wild. Oh, for she's, oh so she, she was through Hannah Montana. This was this was actually party in the USA. Oh, okay, day. okay, yeah. Well, so it, 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 give you a time frame. Yeah, she was still um, Hannah Montana, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that was that was pretty close to her Hannah Montana days. So. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. So uh, we, uh, I hope you enjoy listening to our twenty what seventh, twenty seventh episode of When Words Fail, Music Speaks. Um, we hope we hope that you get as many gifts as you as you asked for for christmas and once again please don't sue us because we know we broke hearts <laughs> on this you episode know, this is, but this but, is what i want for christmas this is what i want all of our listeners to do for christmas okay uh this is this is how you can give us a nice wonderful christmas you can go follow us on all of our social media um our instagram at when words fail music speaks pod uh facebook uh, at WWFM podcast, Twitter, go follow us on there. Tweet at us, tell us ideas for the show. Uh, that's at When Words Fail MS. You can also email us with comments or ideas for an episode. Uh, when Words Fail Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out our website, When Words Fail Music Speaks.com. There's bios about James and myself, uh, links to our episodes, um, all kind of fun stuff on there. Perfect. Bo show. Perfect. Bo show, man. Bo show. Uh, so, I, I always remember to keep listening to music and Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Chrysler. What? <laughs> You've been listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast. Stay tuned for more, and thank you for listening.